Do you hear that? It's not a fancy group of reindeer landing on your roof. It is the sound of 2023 coming to an end very quickly, my friends, which means once we hit January 1st, we will be 120 days plus until the NCAA tournament. You can't talk about the landscape of women's college basketball right now without the Big 12 Conference. And so we're going to go coast to coast and break down the Big 12 today on Locked on Women's Basketball. Ogumbawale for the win. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, friends. It is Monday, December 18th, 2023. The holidays are upon us, and I hope your homes and your spaces are filled with festive spirit right now because we can all absolutely use it. I am Missy Heydrich, National Women's Basketball Correspondent here at The Next, and thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part excuse me, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NBA and use code all lowercase NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Well, you can follow me at Missy Heidrich. Please be sure to follow this podcast at Locked On WBB, and then come see myself and all of my amazing colleagues who do way more than I ever could imagine doing at the next www.thenexthoops.com. And you can see my weekly column there as well about all things college basketball this winter. So the holiday break has hit most campuses around the country, which means there are maybe one or two games left before a few days off. Then it is a mad dash back to campus and it gets real. No classes to attend, so it is basketball 24-7. And that can be a really good time or it can be a not-so-fun time, depending on how you finish right before the break. I caution all student-athletes out there right now, make sure you finish this span of time really, really well, or coaches will make you pay when you get back to campus. If you are a Big 12 team, you are coming back to campus next week to be dropped right in the middle of prep for Big 12 play. What's been hot in the non-conference? Who's been disappointing? Who's been playing well? Who are the players you need to know? And what games will be the ones we cannot miss in 2024 in the Big 12? I'm going to tell you all about it here today. Well, let's start right now. It is about 11.40 a.m. Central Time on Monday the 18th. This week's AP poll just dropped about 20 to 30 minutes ago. And I can tell you there are four Big 12 teams in this week's AP Top 25. Texas comes in at number five. Baylor comes in at number 10. Kansas State all alone at number 12. They were tied there a week ago. And back in the poll for the first time since February of 2020 is TCU at number 25. Keep in mind, the last time they were ranked was late in the month of February in 2020, a year when everyone thought TCU could have made a run in the NCAA tournament. And then the pandemic hit and there was no NCAA tournament. Things changed dramatically for TCU after that. But they are back in the polls and we will talk about the Horn Frogs in just a few minutes. Also receiving votes, West Virginia and Texas Tech. So let's start at the top. We sit currently where there are six Big 12 teams that remain undefeated so far this season. 
and they are the only league with more than four unbeaten teams right now. Texas sits at 11 and 0 and they are the number five team in the country, a team that probably with some question marks with some kids that were coming back trying to get healthy, but there have been some outstanding performances and it feels as though Texas is really starting to put their stamp on what their season needs to be. They are led by Rory Harmon, who's the preseason big 12 player of the year. And if you watch Rory Harmon, she has a motor. It is a motor unlike any other. And I think that is why she has flourished in playing for Vic Schaefer simply because she can go, she can go on both ends of the floor. One thing you will see about Harmon this year, she seems much more, physically ready to be able to handle contact and the physicality and be a scorer that they need her to be. The other aspect has been the outstanding play of Madison Booker, who is the preseason all big 12 freshman of the year coming into this year. She is a talent as well on both ends of the floor and can fill up a stat sheet. And I love Taylor Jones in the middle, the six, four center. She had a game where she was 11 for 11 from the field. Perfect in a game against Oral Roberts earlier this season in non-conference play give credit because Jones is healthy. And I think it's one of the reasons why she's playing incredibly well An outstanding cast. You can't forget Shaley Gonzalez. She was a transfer a year ago from BYU. She was their leading scorer last season. Hasn't had to be that this year so far, but she is an excellent compliment player and a great duo in that backcourt with Lori Harmon. Now, Texas really put their stamp on this non-conference season early. And that was the December 3rd win at home against UConn, a 12 point win, 80 to 68. They go on the road on the 13th of December at Arizona and handle the Wildcats 88 to 75. They've got two games left in their non-conference slate, December 20th and December 22nd, and then it's smack into Big 12 play. We will see what this Texas team has, but right now they seem to be in the driver's seat. Are there teams that compete with them? Absolutely. You have to talk about the Baylor Bears. They come in at number 10, or excuse me, they come in at number 10 in this week's AP poll. And this is Nikki Collins' best start since she's taken over the job in Waco. They also, more depth, more players that have given them things on the floor, but also healthy. And one of those biggest factors, I think, Asia Blackwell, who only was able to play about eight games a year ago for Baylor after she had transferred from Missouri when she was at Mizzou in the SEC. She was a double-double machine. We didn't get to see that last year just simply because she wasn't healthy and had to and miss most of the season. They also get Drayana Edwards back who had to sit out last year because of the transfer issues and the waiver coming that didn't come when she came from Kentucky. Huge, huge boost there for them. One of my favorite players for the Baylor Bears is Sarah Andrews. I feel as though she has just flourished against in this system for Nikki Collin. Maybe didn't have the type of season or the seasons earlier in her career under Kim Mulkey when she got there as a young player and as a freshman, but has flourished under Nikki Collin. She brings so much to the floor, a quiet leadership. She's a scorer and a really good defender. This is a Baylor team that everyone should keep their eyes out. And oh, by the way, we are going to get to see both of these teams right out of the gate. They are the very first game of Big 12 play, a Baylor-Texas matchup. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, we're going to come back to Kansas State in just a moment because I'm going to give you a little bit of a disclaimer there. But we do have to talk about the Horn Frogs, and we have to talk about this TCU team that is 11-0. They're back in the AP poll at number 25. This is a Big 12 conference that looks very different this season. Four new teams, three new coaches, two exiting next year, four coming in. But as we sit here today, one of the brand new coaches in this league is Mark Campbell at TCU. It was instantaneous in terms of what he was going to do. He knew he had to completely reset the culture, reset what they were going to do in Fort Worth. 
where did he go? Well, as most coaches do this day and age, he dove headfirst right into the portal. And that has given them a huge boost by two names that you cannot deny, probably two of the best players we're seeing so far in this league, in Madison Connor and Sedona Prince. They have led the way. I also want to give props to Jaden Owens. She's a fifth-year senior. She transferred after graduating, a graduate transfer to TCU from Baylor. She played 40 minutes the other night in their win and had double-digit assists. That is leadership, that is experience in this league that I think will help this TCU team. Now, keep in mind, they are 11-0 as we sit here today on December 18th. They're back in the AP poll. They've only played two games away from home all season. By design, by Campbell, knowing that this team had to learn to win and that they had to be more productive, that they were resetting their culture. But they did go on the road in a neutral site for a Thanksgiving tournament and win two games. So give credit. What will we see from TCU? Hard to say, but they do reap the benefit of their first Big 12 game of the season being at home. That is a huge boost. Also props, Texas Tech and West Virginia, both receiving votes in this week's poll. Both of those teams also are undefeated. Texas Tech is 11-0, and West Virginia sits at 9-0 as well. Another team with a brand-new head coach in Mark Kellogg. He came from Stephen F. Austin, was looking at having to revamp a little bit of his roster as well. However, one of the biggest pieces of his puzzle stayed, and that is J.J. Quinterly. And if you ask anybody, they will tell you I am a huge fan of J.J. Quinterly. I think she is one of the most explosive, if not one of the fastest guards in not only the Big 12, but in the country. And what she is able to do and the fact that she talk about resiliency, this is her third coach in three years now at West Virginia, but she's held true. She stayed in Morgantown. She's part of that Mountaineers program, and she really is the face of what they've been able to do. Her speed, her athleticism, and her ability to score the basketball unlike any other. She's put up some fantastic numbers already this season. And keep in mind, she had 25 points, eight boards, 12 assists, and seven steals against their Delaware State in a non-con game on December 11th. She's just the second Division I player with that stat line in a single game since at least 1990, 1999 to 2000. Those are fantastic numbers. Hats off to her and hats off to the Mountaineers for playing well. And same goes to Texas Tech. I think this is a group that is finding their way. Again, Krista Gerlach knows that she's got a lot of young players. She graduated some players last year, including her daughter, who's no longer there and leading that team at the point guard position, but giving them a different look and trying to play a few different styles. And when you do that, then you've got to learn how to win and you've got to learn how to compete. They've been doing that by playing at home, which can be a huge boost, but they find themselves at 9-0. and and receiving votes in the AP Top 25 poll. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the teams and players to keep an eye on, and I'm going to give you my take on Kansas State. But first, a message from our friends at Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Into instead of battling thousands of other people, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three-pointers made plus receptions 
I think your odds are going to be pretty darn good. Quick withdrawal, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. I am Missy Heydrich, and thanks for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, we are walking through the Big 12 Roundup. It has been a league that continues to baffle people all across the country. Six Big 12 teams remain undefeated, and it is the only league with more than four unbeaten teams. The the non-conference wins have been huge. They've put teams on the map, and there are ones that continue to rise. One that everybody asked me a question about is Kansas State. Today, they find themselves ranked at number 12 in the AP poll. Last week, they shared that with Ohio State. This week, they are there by themselves after a very convinc- a couple convincing non-conference wins over the past week or so. All right, in full disclosure, every most people know, not everybody knows, I am a Kansas State alum. That is where I graduated. That is where I played basketball in the mid-90s. So I spent a lot of time around K-State having an opportunity to do multiple games on the Big 12 network, um, the television network with ESPN+. And a lot of people ask me why in the preseason polls. Um, they were picked fourth in the preseason poll. Uh, there were a lot of questions, and that was where I was. They were not necessarily in some people's preseason top 25s. They were in others. And the biggest question mark coming into this season about Kansas State absolutely has to be Ioka Lee. That was the one that no one could answer. The 6'6 center from Byron, Minnesota, who has had a host of knee issues, came in with an ACL injury when she went to when she came to college. She redshirted that first year so that she could get healthy. And then everybody saw what the 6'6 center really could do with great hands and great footwork and the ability to battle for position, the numbers that she could put up. Keep in mind, two years ago, she set the national single game scoring record all by herself at home in Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan against Oklahoma. This is a young lady that absolutely changes the game when she is in it on both ends. Now, fast forward 600 plus days since she had played a basketball game. She comes back this season ready for exhibition. They had her on a bit of a minute count, whether we were going to see her for multiple games or not. But over the course of these first games that Kansas State has had, they've played 11 now. They sit at 10 and 1, number 12 in the AP poll. The absolute difference maker has been Ioka Lee. What she does to change the game for what Kansas State wants to do on both ends of the floor is huge. A year ago, it was run and gun and go. A lot of three-point shots, get the ball up and down, and have to create havoc defensively. They still do that, and they're still going to play fast in opportunities. But when you've got a 6'6 center who shoots the ball the way she does, one of the top five in the nation in field goal percentage, 
you have to get her the ball. You look at what she was able to do against North Florida over the weekend, 36 points. She goes 15 of 17 from the field, six of six from the free throw line. Those are difference maker type numbers. And she is ultimately the reason why this team is 10 and one. Now give credit because there are some guards on this team a year ago who were getting double digits and high volume shooting isn't necessarily the same thing, but this team has adjusted and they are finding ways and understanding for them to be successful that when shots are there on the perimeter guards, you got to take them, step up, knock them down. But when Ioka leaves in the ball game, you've got to be able to get her the basketball. Now you go back only one loss for this Kansas state team. And it was at the hand of Iowa who they had beat. They played them 10 days later on a neutral court in Florida and that was where Iowa got him 77 to 70. But it was the win in Iowa City against the Hawkeyes that I think people started to take notice. And those are the kinds of ones that this Kansas State team has continued to have all season. Where will they go? Ultimately, this season for the Wildcats, I believe, rests on the on the health and the stamina of Ioka Lee. How far she can go, how many minutes she can play. It has been a good thing in non-conference play if she's been in that 20 to 25 number when they've gotten games against teams like Iowa and North Carolina, whom they beat on a neutral court. She's been north of 30, maybe 35 minutes, but she's holding up. And you can only hope that the health of this young lady stays true to what they need because I think that's where Kansas State can be. Can they battle for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament to possibly play at home? No one is going to predict that right now. It's too early. We're still in December, but keep your eye on the Wildcats. I feel like this is a very good team, especially with her in the middle. Now, a couple others we haven't necessarily mentioned. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, still continuing to battle with tough non-conference schedules that I think they continue to learn about their teams and also individuals that are having outstanding performances. A couple questions that I get from people all the time. Tell me about Iowa State. Tell me about Kansas. Why are they not necessarily having fantastic non-conference seasons? Well, let's start with the Cyclones. First and foremost, a difficult schedule. Give credit, Bill Finley and all of the coaches of the Division I programs in Iowa speak to the same tune, that they schedule each other in the non-con. So this Cyclone squad has had to play UNI, they've had to play Drake, and they play the University of Iowa. All of those formidable opponents and tough non-conference matchups. Now, this Iowa State squad, incredibly young. They may very well be one of the youngest rosters in the nation, and they have not had the services of Emily Ryan. She did get back into the starting lineup in their game yesterday on the 17th of December. Not a ton of minutes, but it's good to see her back on the floor. One of the best guards in the Big 12 by far. She absolutely is the difference maker for them. They need her on the floor, especially with this young group who continues to learn and as they head straight towards Big 12 play. Now let's talk about Kansas and this Kansas squad. I know for me, they appeared in my top 25 preseason poll here at the next haven't necessarily had the season they were looking for. Again, challenged with a very difficult non-conference schedule by design. I'm sure by Brandon Schneider, knowing that this team had to be ready for what happened in big, what happens and what is ahead of them in big 12 play. They were disappointed a year ago that they finished slow and they had some losses at the end of the year, couldn't get over the hump and were knocked off the bubble and didn't make it into the NCAA tournament. They were picked in the preseason poll third behind Texas and Baylor, but probably have not lived up to that billing so far. 
They get a win against Central Florida, excuse me, against Central Arkansas yesterday. And now their last game before they head into Big 12 play will be against Nebraska, which is a very formidable Big 10 opponent where you're going to see the likes of Jazz Shelley and Alexis Markowski inside a huge contest and a really big challenge from Amy Williams, Nebraska team. This is a Kansas squad. I think that is underachieving at the moment. And you ask anyone, you will, there's really maybe not a, a reason why they have a very talented freshman in Samaya Nichols. She's got to get playing time and she has come on the map, but players like Holly Kerskater have to shoot the basketball. Well, you need Zakiya Franklin and Tiana Jackson inside to be a force on both ends. Can this Kansas team come back together and gel a little bit? We will see, but the questions will remain. They haven't necessarily performed what they need to in the non-con, which means when you get to big 12 play, you are going to have to steal some games on the road and you have to hold home court. That is critical because of not having such a stellar early non-conference slate. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about the start of the Big 12 conference schedule. It all happens on December 30th after the holidays and before the new year and what it looks like as well as a few players to keep your eye on. But as the weather gets colder, the NFL offer stays hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I live in Kansas City, and so everybody I know, yes, they've got the Chiefs. Anything you want to see, they finally get back on the winning train yesterday by beating the Patriots. For those of you that put money on that, congratulations. And they play on Christmas. It very well could be the best present on the 25th if you get your bets in on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hi, everybody. Missy Heydrich, and we're back here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about the Big 12. We've been walking through four teams in this week's AP poll that just came out probably a little less than an hour ago. It's about almost noon central time now here for me on Monday the 18th. There's six teams that can continue to remain undefeated. That's the most of any league so far, over four. And the thing that I like about the Big 12 is that you know that these teams are challenging each other and that they have been out amongst some of the toughest non-conference challenges and tournaments and teams just to see where they stack up. And we know that this is a, a conference with four new teams, three new head coaches. You've got two teams that are going to be exiting and four going out, uh, four coming in, excuse me, a year from now. Now, sitting at the top of the league, Texas. They will be in the SEC next year, as will Oklahoma. Things will look different. It will not be some of the tradition that we have known and seen since 1995-96 when those teams in the Big 12 was formed after the Big 8 and the SWAC sort of meshed. But now we have seen some of the uptick of these quality programs and great coaches throughout, new head coaches that have come in. 
We haven't mentioned a lot about the teams that are new to the Big 12. We've got to talk about BYU, who sits at 9-2. and two. Central Florida, they are 8-0 and oh in one of those undefeated teams. And Houston and Cincinnati, you've got the Cougars at 8-2 and two and Cincinnati at 7-3. and three. Cincinnati with a brand new head coach and Katrina Merriweather, she's an alum of Cincy. And so she takes over that program this year. They've had some challenges on the road, but yet have been able to get some wins in the non-conference, continuing to build in that program as they like to see. Amber Whiting in her second year at Baylor, or excuse me, kind of Baylor at BYU, the Cougars themselves, nine and two. They've got one of the best players in the country, and that is Laura Gustin. And if you don't know anything about Lauren Gustin, ladies and gentlemen, we have to know she is by far, I believe, the best rebounder in the nation. And she proves it every year. And she had the Big 12's first 2020 game since the 21-22 season, where she had 21 points and 21 rebounds in their win against Utah State back on December 5th. Keep your eye on her. Keep your eye on the Cougars because they do have the ability to get up and down the floor and to generate some offense and some points. A year ago, wasn't necessarily high volume scoring when they were in the whack. They've come into the BYU and they've come into the Big 12. And I feel as though the system that Amber Whiting wants to run and the players that she has a little bit more suited to be able to get up and down the floor. In terms of the teams on this in, in the Big 12 right now, obviously Texas leading the way in scoring offense. They're averaging almost 91 points a game. Baylor is second at 88-plus. Oklahoma just under 85 points a game. We know Oklahoma likes to play fast with Jenny Baranchik and her system of movement and open shots. They will be a handful for people to get stopped throughout the course of the Big 12 season. Texas is leading the way in the terms of scoring margin. 36 plus points in their win so far this season, but the best teams defensively are all teams at the near at the top of the big 12 West Virginia average holding teams to just 51.2 points per game, Kansas state at 51.6 and Texas tech at just over 52 points a game, West Virginia and tech both receiving votes this season or this week and Kansas state themselves in at number 12. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the players that you need to keep your eye on as we head into conference play. Well, we can always talk about scores, and we mentioned them earlier with Madison Connor and Sedona Prince at TCU. Leading the way have been fantastic scorers and really have come into their own. Madison Connor, a transfer from Arizona. Sedona Prince, a transfer from Oregon, even though she sat out last season recovering from energy injury. Ioka Lee, second in scoring at a little over 20 points a game. And then you, a player from UCF, Caitlin Peterson. We talked about J.J. Quinterly, who I think is one of the best guards in the Big 12 and in the nation. She sits at number five. And Lauren Gustin, who we just mentioned from the BYU Cougars, she's at just about 17 points a game. Lauren Gustin leads this league in rebounding. She averages, ladies and gentlemen, a double-double, and she's averaging just about 16 points a game and 16 rebounds on the dot per game. Again, you don't block Lauren Gustin out. I'm sorry. She's going to make you pay. Tiana Jackson for the Kansas Jayhawks, just under 10 rebounds a game. And then one of the numbers that I always like to look at is assists. Who are the distributors that you're going to see in this league? Who are some of the names that you need to know? Well, we know Emily Ryan, who has been one of the best guards in the Big 12 for, during her career at Iowa State, has been injured, hasn't seen much playing time. Her numbers will continue to go up as her minutes go up for Bill Finley and the Cyclones. But Rory Harmon, Jaden Owens, 
Jordan Harrison, Addie Brown, a freshman from Iowa State, Serena Sundell from Kansas State, the junior. Those are your top five playmakers and assist numbers. And also a freshman who is leading the way in assist to turnover ratio, and that would be Taryn Sides from Kansas State. Second, Roy Harmon, Jaden Owens is third. But give credit to the freshman sides from Kansas State leading the way in assist to turnover ratio. That doesn't happen very often. That means you've got a really good basketball IQ and that you understand your role. And that's what you like to see out of freshmen. There are some fantastic ones in this league, and you're going to send you to see who they are. All right. Now, we've talked about this gap. It is the gap from when you go home at the holidays to when you have to return and you come back for practice. And there is no class, therefore there are no restrictions from coaches in terms of hours. The twenty-minute, the twenty-hour rule that is set by the NCAA goes in the trash when there's no class to go to. Therefore, you can have as much time in the gym, you can have as much time in the film room, as much time together as these coaches want. So I warn you, all of you players out there, be ready. Come back in good shape. Don't leave your, with your coaches at a sour note. And when you come back on the 25th, 26th, whenever that might be to your campus, make sure you're ready to go. Don't just sit on the couch for four days and eat grandma's cooking and grandma's cook and, and your mom's cookies, because that could be a really bad thing. So it all kicks off Big 12 regular season play December 30th. These are the matchups that we're going to get. West Virginia at Kansas, Kansas State at Cincinnati. Baylor at Texas, we'll come back to that in a moment, Texas Tech at Houston, Iowa State at Oklahoma State, UCF at Oklahoma, and BYU at TCU. Very likely, all of the teams that are still undefeated in this league more than likely will be undefeated when Big 12 play kicks off. We said there's six. The one that circles for me, ladies and gentlemen, is that Baylor at Texas couldn't ask for a better matchup on the first day of Big 12 regular season play. That one will be a national broadcast, and I think it tips 1 o'clock Central Time, Baylor at Texas. A fantastic matchup. It will be fast. It will be loud. It will be raucous at the Moody Center, I believe, in Austin. And those are the ones where, as we always say, when Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, those are the ones where you probably do have a bit of a, a bullseye on your back. Not only have you been picked to win the league and are both undefeated, but those are the games that these teams really want. And this is where you're going to see the battles come through. The other games to think and ones I want to point out to everyone is I think ahead. We know that this, because of the statements that have been made by um, the Oklahoma State administration, that we will probably see the end of Bedlam, which is the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State series. And that is something that rings true and the roots are deep in the state of Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will match up February 3rd. That game will be at OSU, 4 o'clock Central Time. And then the return trip will be at in Norman, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on February 24th. So they will play both of those games in the month of February and very well could have NCAA tournament ramifications for both of those teams. As we sit here today, it's an Oklahoma squad who, as we said, has been challenged. They are six and three in the regular season and Oklahoma State themselves also six and three. So if there's one message I can leave you with here today, everybody, it is just that the Big 12 is loaded at the top, but it is good all the way through. 14 teams this season gives it a completely different feel. They play 18 games in the regular in the regular season Big 12 conference play. 
The men are playing 20, the women are playing 18. For those that want to know the difference, it's because the women's tournament is a week earlier and it has to do with the schedule. Now, unlike a lot of other leagues, possibly the Big Ten, we see it in the back in the Pac-12 right now, even though that league is going away, that conference games are happening before the holidays. That may very well come a year from now or two years from now for the Big 12, but it is not this year. It happens after the Christmas break. Play starts on December 30th, 18 games. No longer the round robin. The schedules are mixed. You get a different look and a different feel. But what we can tell you is this league is loaded, and it continues to be one of the very best in the nation. Keep your eyes on Texas. Keep your eyes on Baylor. And there are some sleepers. We're looking to see who the surprises might be. Is TCU for real? What can West Virginia do when they get on the road? How about Texas Tech when they themselves have to go on the road? Can Kansas rebound? What will Iowa State be when you add back Emily Ryan? Is BYU as good as they have been early here in this season, or will that drop off? So many questions still to be answered, but we get them when they start conference play on December 30th. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today here on Locked on Women's Basketball. It is so fun to be able to talk about this league because I do live and breathe it all the time. And I am a Big 12 kid, so I understand. Actually, I'm a Big 8 and a Big 12 kid, so it is ingrained. There's no doubt about it. Well, you can find me at Missy Heydrich on X, formerly known as Twitter, and all of my amazing colleagues by following us at this podcast, at LockedOnWBB, and go see us at TheNextHoops.com. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Happy holidays, everybody. I will be back in January so we can travel this wild, wild ride that is college basketball together in 2024 and see who ends up in Cleveland looking to win a national title. Cheers to all of you. Happy holidays. And may you spend time with those that you truly love.